0: Welcome to the Stay Golden Podcast. My name is Patricia. Thank you for taking this time to check in and be a friend to yourself. Let's get started. And remember, it's just a wellness call. Did you listen to the first one? I did. Ah. Yeah.
1: I think it'll be interesting. So it's like, oh a lot of like advice and like referring to people <laughs>
0: <laughs> like mm-hmm. what I really want is more of like stream of consciousness and I really don't want to prescribe that's why I feel like in the first episode I always repeat like these are just suggestions if you want to try it and I hope it helps you but if it doesn't you know I'm glad I just kept you company for 10 minutes yeah it's really just these are tools if you want to try then try if you don't then that's okay too mm-hmm. Rest is not idleness and to lie sometimes on the grass under trees on a summer's day listening to the murmur of the water or watching the clouds float across the sky is by no means a waste of time. John Lubbock, The Use of Life. Today I'd like to welcome a good friend of mine, an absolutely beautiful insightful soul. She is a writer, equestrian, higher education professional and and overall wonderful person, Kira Nowaki. Thank you
1: for having me, Patricia.
0: I give Kira full credit for bringing up this topic. I think she phrased it, resting versus always doing.
1: And honestly, it's it's something that uh, during this period, I have been thinking about more and more. And how much, how hard it is to, to rest. Uh, I feel like we live in this society where we have to do, 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 and it's always the next accomplishment and it's always, you know, what, what have I done today and what have I done this week and where am I going? And very forward thinking for me during a period of time when maybe we can't be constantly doing, uh, you know, what does it mean to rest? And that's that's been an interesting thing to explore. So I think resting, you know, it's taking space to rest within your day. It's taking space to rest within the week, and it's taking space to rest. Allow yourself to have periods of rest. It's kind of like when a flower before a flower blooms. You know, it's it's got to grow a little bit, and it's got to uh, soak up the soil and the water and the sunshine, and then eventually it it blooms. And so. That's kind of what I think about resting periods in life and that they're they're okay and you get they get you to that next step.
0: That yeah, sense. I absolutely agree with that and I I do resonate with what you said about how we've become quite a culture against resting almost where resting is treated more like a luxury rather than a need. With everything that is happening with the world, we're almost forced to rest which is difficult for a lot of people who are used to that grind to your point we're always kind of looking forward to to the next thing to the next accomplishment
1: it's something that was illuminating to me i know one of my friends was talking about uh her therapist had said oh you should you should take time to just rest and then she comes back the next week and her therapist asks her what relaxed you And she was like, well, I did this and this and this. And the therapist was like, that's not resting. (laughs) That's not doing your job for work. Uh, And so that that struck me when my friend was telling me that story, because, you know, even when we're not working, uh, you know, we have to go to the gym, and we have to cook dinner, and we have to do these things. So, you know, what is it to really rest? And I think, That's what's interesting to explore, and that's honestly what I struggle with a little bit. That I'm trying to get better with. You know, my personal grounding is in faith, so I just find it interesting that Abrahamic religions, you know, they all have a a day of rest. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've read that that Buddhism, you know, one of the the main points is to to find rest in meditation. And I'm sure there's more that I don't don't know about, but I think. It's striking to me that a lot of major religions do emphasize that rest is needed for the human soul. You know, like I said, I I have trouble um, resting. Mm-hmm. I think for a large period of my life, certainly the way I was raised, you work hard. And, yeah. you know, growing up, I was always involved in activities after school. It kept me out of trouble. but you know translating from childhood to adult life when I had free time I didn't really know what to do with it and it was easy for me to you know fall a little bit into depression fall a little bit into I'm just going to binge watch a television show a little bit yeah yeah and you know even even watching a tv show sure it can be relaxing but to me that's not the rest restful that I see. right? Especially yeah. with those like <laughs> really intense
0: shows, you know, <laughs> true crime, <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> oh, Law and Order, SVU for a little while it was my jam.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, how interesting is that? Is from a young age we are praised for quote unquote hard work. You know, you're a hard worker, you work hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's interesting now. I feel like we're at a point in our society, that we are reconsidering what resting means and working hard we- means and what a productive use of your time means. I mean, I think that's an opportunity as well to redefine what rest is for each individual, for for us as a society. Just based on where I live, this could be different where you live or in your own culture, but we t- tend to tie our identities to what we do or to our employment, to our activity, I suppose. I feel like when you ask someone, "Hey, what what do you do?" or "Tell me about yourself." The answer is typically their job. But if you're not doing, then who are you? You know, that's that's a little bit philosophical, I think, but isn't it true isn't it true that you know, if you ask someone, what, what, are you, what do you do? They tell you their employment. But what if you're not employed or what if you're not doing anything? Then who are you? Right. Right.
1: I think yeah. a better question is what do you love? You know?
0: Yes, um, exactly.
1: Because some people, are it's going to be, I love my job. Uh, and some people, mm-hmm. it's going to be, you know, I, I do this job to, uh, you know, pay my bills. But uh, Or I'm unemployed or I'm a student. Uh, but these are the things I'm pursuing. So, you know, for me, it's, I'm a writer, but I'm not paid for it yet. Um, and, you know, it's it's still something I love to do, whether or not I'm paid for it. Um, you know, it's, I I love, as you said, I'm an equestrian. So I love hanging out with horses. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's, I think those pieces of us are probably more of our identity than what is it you do.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I don't know where this quote came from, but it's what you put your energy on, it's what you truly love. I feel like we've uh, created a lot of technologies to afford us time, time-saving washing machines and computing devices, computers, but, but isn't that kind of the great tragedy of this society in that there still seems never enough time to do what we actually love? Yeah,
1: I think it, it comes down to balance you know, for me, the activities that I pursue, my brain, this is going to sound funny, because when I'm writing, you would think my brain's going to go a million miles per minute. But it's it's that thinking, that doing part of me shuts off. Uh, same mm-hmm. when I'm writing. And again, you know, there's there's still a part of me that has to be aware. <laughs> yeah. um, but, and the and same with music and, and singing, it's my brain and my body go through a different place a different space than I am normally
0: it's like um, you're in a state of rest
1: exactly exactly
0: when you do these certain activities that you love so much you're in a state of flow mm-hmm. it's not necessarily toil it's it's you know it's your higher state of flow and it's I love fun. that
1: it's focused yeah. on the present I think mm-hmm. um, and it's it's very meditative um mm-hmm. I, one thing I do every morning is there's a two minute meditation that I do and all I do is listen and breathe and it's great. Um, and honestly, meditation for me, uh, if, if I do it too long, I just sort of zone out and fall back asleep. Uh, (laughs) but those two minutes when I can just really listen to the guided meditation is, is very restful for me as well. Uh, and so is yoga practice. Um, I'm better able, I think, to to be in the present moment when I'm moving than when I'm sitting still and and otherwise my mind wanders and I'm not resting. <laughs> I,
0: I wanted us to share some solutions that people can maybe use if they want. How do you personally incorporate rest into your life?
1: Honestly, it's especially because of the, the Western culture that we live in because of you know, what is emphasized, it's something that has to be intentional. Uh, it's very easy to be like, Oh, I'll do that later. I'll do that tomorrow. Oh, I'll, do, I'll do that tomorrow night. And that's for me, that's why I do my, my meditation, for example, in the early morning, uh, before I get up before I start my day. Uh, otherwise, I'm not going to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that that's a big thing is setting time aside, you know, it it might not be early morning for everybody, it could be, you know, lunchtime, I just need this, this period of rest from work. Um, It could be in the evenings before go to bed, decompress a little bit, turn off your screens, um, turn off, you know, whatever noises around you and just, uh, you know, focus on a guided meditation or, you know, there are different practices. Uh, that people do uh, regarding mindfulness and other stuff. Um, But yeah, I I think it's starting with being intentional about finding these things that give you rest and then setting time aside for them even if it's only a few minutes.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree. That's definitely on my list. Um, Setting aside time on your calendar to for sure do something that is restful for you and it's different for each person. Um, I like the second thing that you said, Um, being intentional and finding those things that give you rest, I think is also very important. Uh, People ask for advice or Google things that can relax you or give you rest. But, you know, keep in mind that each person is different and it might already be something that you, you really, really love doing. So there's also kind of a level of self-discovery and self-awareness needed to know A, how to give yourself rest and also B, to be mindful of how you're actually spending your time. One thing in my research, a common suggestion to ensure that you're providing yourself rest is to be aware of how you're actually spending your days. Some people say to maybe do a recording of one day or write down what you do so that you realize if you are spending time on quote unquote time thieves, you know, scrolling through your phone or social media, things like that versus healthy time or healthy alter- um, healthy alternatives in terms of how to spend your time. I love that. Yeah, mm-hmm. Paying paying attention. Some people also suggest electronic time out. Time's out. (laughs) (laughs) Electronic
1: time out. Like no screen Saturday or something.
0: Yeah, no no screen time, basically. So Mm -hmm. some people suggest a reduction of screen time. And I find that more and more on social media, actually. Friends of mine saying, hey, um, I'm going to be out for a few days. I'm I'm keeping off social media for a few days. And I think that's such a wonderful idea. Social media, it presents a lot of advancement in terms of tech use and being connected with people. But it also presents a lot of stress and a lot of constant doing. And I really think it contributes to that always on culture. Mm-hmm. So I 100% think that keeping off technology even just for a day or a few hours will contribute to a restful mind and I think what are your thoughts on
1: that i think it's interesting that you, you said that, that that these people feel the need to say i'm taking a break i'm going to be off for a few days because i think that proves your point of yeah it's a little stressful that and we need to be posting and we need to be uh, engaged on social media and you know, if somebody disappears for a couple of days, uh, you know, pre-social media, you don't think anything of it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't find social media restful. Uh, you know, I, there are times when I like to go through people's stories and it just is like, okay, I'm watching these videos and not really engaging with them. Uh, but for the most part, yeah, it's, it's stressful. It's like, should I post? Oh, this yeah. person contacted me and...
0: You know, have to respond. Yeah. It's the pings. It is. It's the alerts. But even, I would say, even when you're just kind of randomly scrolling, and I am very guilty of this. Lately, I've been unknowingly spending one to two hours in the evening just scrolling through social media. And then afterwards, I feel bad because I feel like that time could have been used for sleeping. That Mm -hmm. time could have been used for... Eating, or you know, something that would feed my soul or make me happy. But I mean, it's it's such a time suck. I guess that's my issue with it. I am by no means like a hundred percent against social media. I mean, it's it's such a good way to be connected with my friends and my family. But in so many ways, it's so disruptive. Um, with the notifications with the news that you can now see on social media with you know everything that permeates you from social media I think does not promote rest but that's my opinion about it
1: it it can cause stress I I think it is important though to recognize that yeah sometimes social media could be restful and, and it's Maybe another topic, but mm-hmm. you know, not to beat yourself up about it. If you know, sometimes you do spend an hour or two scrolling through, and you know, not feeling that guilt. I think there's, you know, obviously, if you do that every single day for for multiple hours, then uh, maybe that's maybe that's restful. Maybe it's not, but it's something to look at as as you were talking about when you examine yeah. what your day looks like. But um, yeah.
0: Yeah, I guess that is is a very, very good point. When you are examining how you are spending your time, whether you are inserting moments of rest, look at your um, schedule and the things that you spend your time and energy on with a sense of curiosity and not a sense of judgment because judgment does not help. That is the bottom line. Yeah. One thing that I found... Um, A suggestion, and I will credit this in the description, I will research where I found this, is to afford yourself rest. Ask yourself what you need. Be honest. If the answer is rest, then provide it for yourself. I think going back to the beginning of this conversation, in our culture, the Western culture, the uh, culture in the country in which you and I both live... We, sometimes our bodies already tell us to rest or our minds, we already know at the head level, I need to rest. Like, oh my goodness, I've been awake for 14 hours. I need to sleep. I need to rest or just take a break. But yet we don't. You know, we don't let ourselves still. So I think when I saw this, it's such a simple concept But it's something that I think I will put on a post-it. So to remind myself, I am also guilty of this, that sometimes my body tells me that you need to rest, you need to take a break, you need to sleep, but I still don't do it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, I think that's a lot of times we don't listen to our bodies. You know, whether it's, I should exercise and your body's like, you know, I feel like jittery. Um, you know, it wants, it wants to move or, you know, I want sleep um, and your body, like your eyes start drooping and it's, it's, yeah, it's keying into, you know, what does your body need? Because it, it often tells you, uh, and I think your body will tell you, you know, what is restful to you as well. You're going to feel that maybe anxiety slip away a little bit, um, you know, not worry so much about what am I doing or, you know, forward thinking, uh, you know, what, where am I going? And, uh, yeah, I, I like that idea of of listening to your body.
0: Uh, when you brought this up, you know, what were your thoughts? What, what were you thinking of that day that prompted you to bring this up as, as a topic that you really resonated with? I think for me,
1: I was really thinking about my career and, uh, you know, where I'm going with that. I felt kind of like, A dead end there. Uh, There were a couple of other things that I felt like I just wasn't making progress in in my life. And, uh, you know, I had just, uh, for me, again, uh, prayed about uh, just feeling stuck uh, and got this uh, kind of revelation that it's okay. You're not stuck. You're in this season of rest. And, you know, just rest and grow. And, and, again, that's, it's really difficult because I've always been pushing and, and success is like we talked about defined by career. And, you know, it, it's got this five-year plan that you've got to make. And, you know, that's not, that's not productive. That can be very stressful. And it's, it's hard to even even when you accept yes okay this is a season of rest. <laughs> it's hard to actually accept it and live by it, because again we're we're asked what are we doing and what's next pretty constantly um, in in our society. And so I think for me it's it's taken months and it's taken kind of a forced rest where we we can't do. Uh, go out and do the things that we did to really sit in what do I want and where do I want to grow where do I need to grow Uh, you know for me it was very much about finding identity and and having space to find that it was about rediscovering what I loved and affirming where where I wanted to go, in terms of career, and where I wanted to push, and I'm still in that space. Um, but I, I think that's kind of what inspired me to uh, about this topic is that it's it's not something people talk about a lot. You know, it's not okay to just rest. Take a year. Yeah, yeah. But to to be like, okay, I'm not going to strive for anything big. I'm going to strive to discover exactly
0: I love that I love what you said about accepting that right now this is a season of rest I mean this is you know as we know it's kind of an imposed season of rest because of what is happening in the world that I will not name (laughs) I also like that you expressed that it was an opportunity to search your identity you finally have that space to listen. You know, it's only in silence that we hear.
1: Absolutely. And I think what rest allows us to do is, you know, find what we're called to do. Uh, Because in that silence and in that space of, I'm not trying to do something, you know, it comes out, if I were to do something, here's what I would want.
0: Yeah, where does your mind go? I think a, a mentor of mine, when I was younger, I asked, how do I know what it is that I love doing? You know, when when you're right out of college, and you have no idea what your passion is, professionally, I mean, this is kind of a bad example, because again, it relates to professional passions. But basically, um, he said, When it's quiet and you're not doing anything, where does your mind go? I love that. Do you even like what you're doing?
1: Right. I I know somebody who actually was let go from their job and they they had been pursuing this career path for ages and ages and ages. And suddenly they they were faced with not doing it. And they're like, I'm so happy. I'm going to do this thing instead. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, you, you don't know if you don't stop to rest and check in with yourself and be in the present moment. Do I hate what I'm doing? Uh, you know, <laughs> I think it is very important to, to leave that time to, to figure out um, what is it that's my goal? And what is it beyond what's my goal? What is it that's my passion or my calling? Um, and you know, I, I don't think it always has to be work related either. You know, it could be I work for work and it's fine and I love volunteering with this group or I love uh, writing or music or, you know, whatever these things are. And and so often they're thought of as secondary, but I think your great passions in life and your great purposes in life don't have to be your career.
0: I absolutely agree with that. And they also don't have to be secondary. I mean, secondary in a sense of energy. I was speaking to a good friend this morning and she was frustrated because she was feeling herself putting in so much energy on her employment, which to to your point is not her passion. Yeah, Yeah, I think we both know this person. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I told her, don't put your heart and your energy in it don't, you know, for now, it is a source of income, it does not have to be your love.
1: Right. And I I think it's also her her gifts and talents. I I think if if this is the person we're both thinking of, it's, you can use your gifts and talents for your career, but often, they are also related to your passion and your purpose gifts that you either are born with or have developed and and fall in love with. Yeah, focusing the energy there. And not over exerting, over extending. I think you can still do a good job at your your day job, but not maybe strive as much as we're expected to. Maybe I, I had actually an employee at uh, my workplace who was a writer, uh, and also did uh, writing tutoring, and uh, that that's what I oversaw was a, a writing tutoring. Place. She kept her, her work and her writing very separate, uh, very distinct boundaries. And honestly, as a manager, I fully respected that. Um, and I think, you know, as, as you go up the, the food chain in, in your workplace, it's, it's maybe not as easy to set boundaries like that. But if your passion is something else, if you're working towards something else that's not your career uh, or your, your job, uh, if you're just thinking of it as an income source, then you know setting those boundaries and sticking to them is important, and, and finding a workplace that respects that.
0: I feel like this talk has become rest versus always doing in life passions. <laughs> I <think> so, yeah, <laughs> which is fine. Which is fine. I will change the title <laughs> to that or something to that to that effect. Yeah. Well. Thank you, Kira, because I think you gave me and I I hope that we helped someone listening out there today to find comfort in the season of rest that we're all going through as a (laughs) civilization, to be honest, since it's the entire world, not just, you know, America experiencing this right now. I think you gave us a new perspective on how to use a season of rest the silence is okay and that there's beauty in the silence there's opportunity in the silence
1: yeah absolutely and thank you thank you for having me I love having these conversations you know sometimes when you ask a question it just sort of go go off and and explore what I actually think about something and uh, it's always illuminating and a pleasure to to discuss things like this because I think they it's important to talk about these topics and I think we learn more about them as we have discussions about them. So thank you.
0: Thank you again for joining me for this episode. You guys, if you would like to hear more from Kira, she has a blog where you can hear more about her story and get some more perspective on your own faith journey. If you would like, I will have that linked down below. If you like this episode, share it with someone who can use it. Visit staygoldenpodcast.com to find out how to support the podcast. Remember, you are your own North Star. Thank yourself for taking this time to nurture your light. Stay golden.